This is Jason Kristoff for Podcast 130. It is December 12th, 2021, and this podcast is brought to you by me, jkristoff.com. <laughs> There's some great packages on jkristoff.com. I got a brand new website. And if you're looking to understand mind control, brainwashing, behavior modification, and hypnosis, and how those fields of research are dominating your entire life, everything from when you got married to what shoes you wear, to what job you, uh, what job you want, all determined by hypnosis and brainwashing. Very interesting subject, jchristoff.com. Thank you to our sponsor. Now on with the show. So what we're going to be doing today, let's talk about so you're going to get your third booster or no. Yeah, I guess it's the, not the third booster, the first booster. Now, does anybody else notice that no matter what variant it is, it's the same shot? <laughs> I think they they knew we were catching on to that and they're starting now to try to fake develop a, uh, a different shot, <laughs> the different variants. I don't know how anybody's really believing this, but... It takes 12 years, so we'll put up a interview with a PhD scientist from MIT, her name's Stephanie Seneff, and it takes on average 12 years to get a vaccine approved using the old vaccination method. Now, this is a new vaccination method. Actually, it doesn't qualify as a vaccine. So whatever they're developing, so what they used to develop <laughs> took 12 years to get approved on average, and we'll put up proof of that right from uh, a research website, the average vaccine for it to get from sort of birth by idea to fully approved for public consumption is 12 years, and that's using the old technology, the old definitions. This is new technology, new definitions. So it should take longer because it's never been um, applied to humans before. So the old method that has been applied to humans before, on average, it would take 12 years for a shot to be approved. But hold on, it gets a little more murky 96% of vaccines that are attempted are not licensed for use on human beings because of the terrible track records that they, you know, put down on paper inside the research period, which is the 12, 12 year period. So old technology takes on average 12 years for a shot to get approved. 96% of the shots that are put out in the research phases, they get rejected. And so now people are thinking it's completely normal to get a new vaccine ready in 10 months. That was the first one. And there was actually, and then they think, I think it was Pfizer or one of these other, you know, satanic companies are saying it's a hundred days now. We're going to have it ready in a hundred days. <laughs> Yeah, I guess it takes no time at all to just, you know, back up the needles into a sewer pit and just suck up the juice. Because this is really what's going on. I can't believe people aren't really putting this together. And we can put up... People should be really curious or 
wanting to research a little bit further regarding, you know, what's in the shots. But a lot of people took the two shots and a lot of a lot of people I know they believed and they didn't really believe it they just really wanted to release release the pressure there's so much pressure on them uh, that a lot of my friends did hold out until it was tied to their job but you have to understand this sort of agenda is multifactorial it means there's 150 pieces in a watch and all 150 work together to tell like to accomplish one goal, which is telling the time. So all these people who sort of buckled at the end, they they sort of took a dumbed down approach to life in general to get them into the position where they can't deny poisoning themselves. Now, if you it is every shot poisonous or toxic according to say two videos i'm going to put up and the research i've been doing no not every shot was the kill shot so we'll put up in the show notes the fact that when someone analyzed vares they did research data mining that compared the deaths on VARES to the batches, the actual shot batches. And they found that 5% of the batches of these fake vaccines, and we'll put, we'll put up documentation that they're not vaccines in the sense that they don't qualify under conventional medical or science def definitions as vaccinations. So 5% of the shots were responsible for the 100% of deaths that rep were reported on VAERS, the Vaccine Adverse Event Reporting System. So this is a system that's supposed to trigger an alert if there's a problem. It's kind of an, a pre-alert system, a pre-warning system, a system that was established, I think, about 35 years ago, to collect data both from you know nurses and hospital administrators and doctors and hospitals or inside the medical system and also from regular people who could report that a vaccine or a shot had killed or crippled a loved one so when so that's why this sort of system exists it exists to warn health authorities if so, something evil is afoot. Now, of course, there's something evil afoot because this shot has killed more people in 10 months than every shot has killed Americans in the past 35 years since VAERS has started. So let me repeat that so you understand that evil has infiltrated all facets of government. It's also infiltrated 30% of the population because under classical psychological research, it shows that 30% of the population will buy into what's called this mass formation or this hypnotic brainwash-based mind control. It's just the foundation of mind control is fear and repetition repetition of the narrative of what you need to do to remove the fear from your neurological system but regardless 
you know, this VAERS system was always there to help, you know, help the authorities track if a, a vaccine or a shot was killing and crippling. And again, I'll repeat that the COVID vaccines, which are not vaccines, so we'll try to call them injections, and sometimes I slip up, but the COVID injections have killed more Americans, according to VAERS, in 10 months compared to every other report on VAERS regarding a vaccine-induced death since the time VAERS started 35 years ago. And we're not, and there's 88 approved vaccinations in circulation in the United States. So of 88 vaccines over 35 years, and yes, I understand there wasn't 88 approved vaccines 35 years ago, but you can see see it's being tiered up over that 35-year period. There's more and more vaccines over you know each year that goes by, and the COVID vaccines as a single sort of entity have murdered more Americans in 10 months than every other vaccine over the past 35 years. So we're nearing 20,000 logged deaths. And there's a lot of people don't call and medical doctors aren't calling right now because they they're not going to VAERS because it's hard to fill out they don't have the time they're understaffed because of all the firings and they're threatened the doctors are being threatened that if they report uh, a death to VAERS after a vaccination that they'll be fired or lose their license so evil is definitely afoot this vaccine was a really sort of shitty idea. The shot was a really shitty idea to get in the first place. And yes, 5% of the batches are killing 100% of the people. Now, the reason they're doing that, obviously, is that so, and I've recounted this in other podcasts, so that it's harder to notice that your friends are like, I know 10 people in my own hometown that have died within three weeks of getting one of these shots and the media is doing a great job of telling people through repetitive content that everything's fine just keep going to get your shots and 30 percent of the population are actually too afraid psychologists know this that 30 percent of the population the people that are you know you hear them, they believe this is real, even though it's not real whatsoever. And we'll put a, an entire podcast um, in the show notes that I've done proving this is every aspect of COVID is completely fraudulent, fake and fabricated. It's completely not true. So a lot the like what's killing, what is in the 5% of the batches that's potentially killing people is these nano razor blades. So these nano razor blades will put up inside uh, the show notes as well. There was a doctor, Andre, it wasn't, it, it, he has his doctorate. I'm not too sure if people have gone to university themselves. I have, he's a doctor, but he's not a medical doctor. If you get your PhD in a particular area of study, you're still allowed to call yourself a doctor. So Dr. Andreas uh, Nowak, was not a medical doctor, but he had his PhD in, I'm not too sure, but he does state what areas of expertise, you know, that he acquired in university. And he was, he is a, a graphene oxide and graphene hydroxide expert. 
And that's what's in the shot. And that's what a lot of other scientists found. And I'll put up in the show notes too that many, many months ago before Dr. Andreas Nowak came out and gave his talk about what kind of graphene was in the shot, there was many, many other scientists that had verified that graphene is definitely in some of the vials. Now, they could see that it was graphene, but they didn't really, they weren't graphene experts. So this Dr. Andreas Nowak, he was a graphene uh, oxide and graphene hydroxide expert, having companies uh, in that field and also pioneering some other companies through partnership. And he literally analyzed some of the vials. And I believe he discovered what some other scientists discovered, that some of the vials were saline which means, well, these aren't vaccines. So here's, here's another funny aspect to this is that no one's vaccinated. Um, no one's vaccinated because they don't, even the people making these shots say they don't make any, anybody immune. So if someone ever says to me, like, are you vaccinated? And I say, no. And they say, well, I am. And I'm like, no, you're not. <laughs> because, and it's not an insult I'm trying to start a fight, but you're not vaccinated because, the classical definitions, conventional de definitions in science and medicine, where you know, if you are vaccinated, it means you're protected against the disease. So these aren't vaccines because they don't protect against the disease. Like all these vaccines and no one's being vaccinated. It's kind of funny. People think they're vaccinated. You're only vaccinated if you're protected. I'm not too sure if you've noticed, but even the people in the media and the government agencies that are trying to kill you will openly admit that this shot does not make you immune. So it's not a vaccine. No one's vaccinated. So when you come up to someone who's took the two or three shots, they're not vaccinated. They aren't. <laughs> they took three shots of poison and they're still, they're still walking and that just means their five percent number has not come up so we go back to this andreas nowak in this very famous video and everybody i'm not too sure if you're aware most people knowing this yes andreas nowak uh, died four days after he did this video god rest his soul rest in peace because obviously he hit uh, he hit it out of the park and it explains all the side effects but um, when he gave this lecture, he because of his uh, expertise in graphene oxide and graphene hydroxide, he literally said the shape and size of the graphene oxide molecules inside some of the vials of these COVID shots, he described it as literally the sharpest compound the world has ever known. So if you inject it into your into your muscles and he said it would be worse if they didn't aspirate the needle so i don't know if you know what aspiration is aspiration is when you put the needle in you know a muscle and sometimes it's in the shoulder other times it's in the quad i mean they don't they don't vaccinate they don't give vaccination classically anywhere other than the shoulder muscle but you're supposed to pull back the plunger of the needle and if blood enters the syringe you're in a vein now none of these compounds are supposed to be injected into your blood system they're supposed to be injected into the muscular system but andreas nowak says that whether it's in, in, injected into the muscular system 
or the the blood system the blood system would be a lot worse because these literally nano razor blades sharpest compounds he describes them as the sharpest compounds known to man they would literally they just cut you and there's so many razor blades micro nano razor blades in these shots and this is why you're seeing all these athletes dropping dead or dropping and having myocarditis or pericarditis because the razor blades rip apart the circulatory system and although your blood vessels in your penis are going to get cut to shreds and the blood vessels in your brain are going to get cut to shreds the most important organ is the heart and if your heart goes you pass away and this is what's happening is that the blood's racing over the arteries and the valves inside your heart and the razor blades are cutting the meat to shreds and then there's clotting and inflammation and this is happening in the brain so if you've ever heard anybody dying from aneurysms or blood clots this is all from this nanotechnology these nano razor blades that appear to be in five percent of the shots and the reason they're only in five and i know the group we're dealing with I'm going to have an estimated guess through a lot of education that the first round was five. I really don't think they're going to stay at that per percentage because they have to keep accelerating the deaths in order to get to the levels and the drama and the fear that they want. I really don't think they're going to stay at 5% for the boosters. I would imagine a 10%, maybe a 15% increase because they're just cranking these out they're you know they're not in the warehouse they're just making them on the fly and they're and they'll target neighborhoods with 15 percent richer neighborhoods might be three percent two percent but these nano razor blades are there to euthanize people at a rate where the average person joe and jane coffee shop karen and kevin tv watcher they they can't put the dots together they can't connect the dots and even at five percent you see they tear it they say okay the old people are first of course the old people are first because they're prone to die anyway so you start at the top with a group that's not really going to shock people if some 85 year old person dies 79 year old person dies they're like well they were old it's it's normal for old people to die and then they tear it down again. So you have a euthanasia genocide event, but it's slower. It's, it's designed to be slower. It's 5% nano razor blade kill shot in all the batches so that no one notices. And then it's tiered even more like, okay, 55 year olds and up, you're next. And then, so it's not everybody at once because then, it'd be it'd be a small number right you it'd be like a doubling or a tripling of the death the natural death rate and the natural death rate's about one percent per year so i live in a town of fifty thousand. One percent of that is 500 so our natural death rate in my hometown in canada is 500 so a thousand people died and they're going to hide that as much as they can. Like the director of the health unit in my town, he would hide it as much as he could. And, and they would destroy it. They would just make sure that no one knew 
that a thousand people died instead of 500. And if they did happen to put it out, they would spin it and say it's because of COVID. And then they would never release how many had the shot, which would be the extra five, probably everybody. And they wouldn't release their age. What are the ages of the people dying? Is the average age uh, of death going down? Did they have the COVID shots? That's all going to be hidden from the public to keep this narrative alive. And we all know why they're trying to get rid of people. Um, Basically because there's no money left to pay any of the government workers or social assistance or welfare Pensions are gone, Domtar pension, Ford pension, Chevy pensions, wherever you work. I mean, if you're getting a pension, police pension, teacher pension, they're all gone. So instead of saying that they stole the money, because that's what they did, they actually stole it. And they're stealing a lot more now, right? Because the people that are organizing this, their friends own the testing, their friends own the mask companies, their friends own the shot companies. So they're just pillaging the treasury over and over and making sure all their friends take whatever money's left because they have no intention of paying your pensions because they've done a calculation they can't pay it they would have to tax people at 100 percent in order to pay these pensions and they knew this the whole time when they were negotiating with the teachers the firefighters the police they they knew that they would just say yeah we'll give you three percent and they fought off and they always knew they never had to pay this plan has been in you know in play for a very very long time so this is why they're trying to get rid of people and they want like they also want this fear of, of viruses and fear of other humans so they can control humans within the inch of their life. They don't want anybody ever exposing how corrupt the government is. And I, the government's been corrupt since government became government. And they don't even want a book written about it. They don't want a website talking about it. So their plan is to get rid of as many TV watchers as possible convince basically a very small amount of people that are left that their breath kills someone's grandma and that they need what's called a vaccine passport. Now, this vaccine passport is going to be exactly like the Chinese credit system. We'll put some stuff in the, in the show notes regarding what that's all about. What that is about is simple. You're going to be hooked up. Everything you do is going to be hooked up to the internet and hooked up to your passport, which gives you a score. And if you say, like, if your dad goes and takes the shot and then your dad dies on the way home after taking the shot, because this vaccine uh, credit system, a vaccine passport Chinese credit system is only a couple years away right now. So let's say your dad and you make it which is probably not very likely, but just we'll put a hypothetical out there. If anybody's ever taken the shots, maybe their 5% doesn't come up, but it will come up eventually. And we'll talk about that soon. So you're with your dad. Your dad goes to the clinic, gets a shot, dies on the way home of a heart attack. If you post that on Facebook or Instagram or any social media, or even you email it, it's a Gmail account, your Gmail account will read it, and your computer will record everything you're saying inside the house, your Siri, your all these listening devices, and then you get a notice to, you can't say that, and if you say it again, 
you will be ducted $1,000 for everybody that shares your post. And basically what that does is it means, number one, they can kill your dad at will. Anytime they want to kill someone, they can completely kill them. And then if you say something, if you say something against the government, you say something against the system, you highlight that doctors can't make people healthy, you highlight fluoride causes brain damage and cancer, you highlight Teflon pans cause cancer, you highlight aspirin is number one for bleeding in the brain, Um, you talk about... uh, acid reflux medication causing parasite infections, whatever it is. If you expose the cabal's system of ruling you through a control grid based on indoctrination and disease and sickness, you will, this, they want it on your phone and hooked up to your bank account. And it will be instant punishment. This is, I'll put up a, um, a video in the show notes. It's, it's my friend, one of my friends uh, in Vietnam said he, he did jaywalking and he got, he, he got money deducted from his government bank. And he said it took 20 seconds because they did a facial recognition. And that's what Facebook was for. It used to be called Lifebook. Look it up. Originally, the CIA wanted everybody's face for the facial recognition system that's going to be used to Basically, make sure you say nothing about your own destruction and link your complaints to the bank account where if you complain or highlight anything, you're going to go bankrupt, but they're going to come and poison you. So if they poison you and and kill you and you complain about it, you're also bankrupt. So you're dead and you're bankrupt. (laughs) So this is kind of where this is going. You have to know where this is going, folks, in order to make some better decisions about what you're going to do here. And this is what this is about today is, okay, so maybe you're, you took the two shots. Now, a lot of people took the two shots because their life, they've never faced a hard day. And this is sort of where the podcast, I wanted the podcast to really start. They took the two shots because they were coming up toward a hard day, a hard decision. And the government, knowing that these attacks are always going to be launched at us by the government, purposely conditioned us to never know how to deal with a hard day. I mean, this is why they don't fail kids in school. And this is just one example. And this, this is a very good example to show you how much effort and how much vested interest the government goes into making sure humans don't remember how to dig deep and face a hard day of an adversity and have a plan B. So they're passing kids in school. And I don't know, that shouldn't pass. And there was a time when I went to school, there was a time where they said, if you do bad in another course, you're kicked out of school. And so I had to go home and face, I shouldn't have been in school in the first place, but that's another podcast altogether because school is designed to destroy your creativity. And that's completely documented. We'll put we'll put up in the <clears throat> show notes a book called The Weapons of Mass Instruction by um, basically the world's most famous school teacher proving to you 
Government school is there to dumb you down to make a very docile and compliant, easy to order around workforce. So I had to face what's called in some you know, people that talk about ascension and evolution, the dark night of the soul. So I had to dig deep, make decisions, make strategies. I had to plan. I had to envision failing and getting kicked out of school and the pain that would cost, would, would, it would cause in my life, would cause others. And then I had to say, and then I had to envision what I needed to do to overcome this, you know, this challenge. And it's the same reason the government, again, takes the vested interest. Everybody gets a participation medal. No one comes first. And the kid that comes third, fourth, or fifth, or sixth, they never get to face the dark night of the soul. They never get to contemplate, well, should I put down my phone and stop eating cheesies to the point where I can't run as fast as the guy that doesn't do that? Can I become better or do I stay last? What is it like to feel last? Do I want to be last my whole life? Do I want to rearrange my day to meet the challenge? Do I need, and it's like pressure. It's like changes coal into a diamond. They, the pressure's gone. There's no pressure to uh, achieve in school if the government's always going to pass you. There's no pressure to you know, come first and be better and train more and eat less junk and learn about stretching and learn about muscularity and learn how your muscles work and improve yourself. There's no pressure because everybody gets a partici- participation medal. So you can see that today with the people, they've been fattened on gluttony and fantasy and luxury and long buffet meals at the TV screen, at the movie screen. Everything is given to them without a challenge. Here's this. Oh, yeah, you don't have to do any work. Here's the, here are these government jobs, and you just you just show up, and your performance isn't tied to your salary. You don't have to dig deep. You're just your ability to put up with someone shitting into your mouth for eight hours a day. That's how you. That's how you gain tenure and seniority in the in the government system. So a lot of my friends don't know that that sort of structure was purposely put in place in every facet of their lives so they never knew how to rearrange their resources rearrange their time rearrange their priorities rearrange their focus and then here comes the hard day and it's like yeah and the hard day is not just a regular hard day it's like mike tyson So here comes Mike Tyson saying, you got to take two shots to keep your job. That's a Mike Tyson fight. Now, these people never fought. They don't like fighting. (laughs) It's it's not good. It's better just to take the easy road, take the road uh, most traveled, fit in with everybody, you know, go along to get along. These that's the skill the government always wanted you to sharpen. 
always wanted you to sharpen, go along to get along, do what you're told, be reflexively obedient, do what everybody else is doing, be the good guy, be the nice lady. When I hear that, if you ever hear that guy's a nice guy or that guy's a great lady, you know they have no experience on the field of what's called the hard day. They've never faced the the dark night of the soul where they're like, I might have to do an about face here. I might have to, you know, change my life radically, like 180 degrees, sell my house, go down to a smaller house, move out of the country, sell everything I, I own, escape, take my kids out of school. No one wants to change, right? And the people who rule us know that. They know the psychology of the average person is weak because they designed that personality to be weak to never have they've never been challenged and that's why you could see a lot of people they they waited and they were getting a lot of pressure and then the, they're not used to the pressure people who who do things and accomplish things and are successful and who dedicate their lives to goals outside the control grid are used to the pressure they put the pressure on themselves you know like getting into business i put pressure on myself i have to make the decisions i have to literally generate my own income from nothing i have to pull my whole livelihood out of my wazoo every single day now for 28 years since i graduated from the brainwashing camp called mcgill university i had to really pull my own income out of my own wazoo and i always had many dark night of the souls i had many of those nights where i'm like oh my god i got to change 180 degrees things were tough and when things are tough and the pressure's on you have to you become an expert at it it's like lifting weights at first when i was lifting weights i couldn't bench press 100 pounds then i got up to 150 200 250 300 i used to be able to bench 365 pounds i don't i don't endorse that but when you dedicate to something and you fail and then you achieve and fail and achieve and fail and achieve, you build a character. You build a character, a soul, and you can rely on that experience when hard times come. You just like, I just dedicate, I'm going to put a plan together and I'm going to dedicate it like I dedicated over here or I accomplished that goal over there. I remember when I was in a tough time and I buckled down and I really changed my life, even though times were tough. The way North Americans are raised, they're always kept away from the tough time. The, even today, the parents protect their children from experiencing the world, experiencing depression. I mean, just look, when you lead, lead, lead this kind of life where you never have any challenges, of course, you're going to be getting depressed. And today, that's just another example of so many I could mention. They're like, you're having a bad day? And the person says, yeah, I feel depressed. Well, depression is the body's, it's a signal that you're on the wrong road. Depression means you need to change. Depression is your body loving you and giving you the red light because it loves you. Depression isn't a malfunction. It's everything that's right about the body and of course, the people who rule you don't want you to tap into this natural GPS system. They don't want you 
getting on the right road. And they don't want you going through that hard time because when you are depressed, it's usually one of a couple things. Number one, coffee. Coffee and alcohol are notorious for depression. Even like it's coffee can make you depressed after. If you drink seven coffees, one in the morning, you can get depressed easy. That goes for pre-workout. I know some people that are depressed came up to me and said, I'm depressed. I'm like, do you drink any coffee? And they're like, no. And I'm and it takes time because they know they're trying to protect their addiction. Take me another 15 minutes of questioning. This is people who pay me. I don't go up to anybody and try and help them unless they want to be helped. It takes me 15 minutes of digging to find out, yeah, they're on pre-workout. Of course they're depressed. Caffeine makes people depressed. So does alcohol. So does working a shitty job. So does working, getting married when you're 30. Because Why'd you get married? Because everybody gets married. And I, I, know, I know women got married at 30 because... That's the age when they were going to, should have got married. She wasn't with the person she wanted to marry. She has married the per, the dance partner she was dancing with when she was 30. Just grab someone. I'm getting married because of the programming. That's a form of hypnosis as well, is that you impregnate that imprint, that lady with dormant programming and media that these are the ages you're supposed to get married at. And the dormant programming lays dormant until the trigger event or trigger word comes out. And the trigger event was her 30th birthday party and she got rid of the the boyfriend she was with and just married the next guy she, you know, was dating. It was absolutely insane. So, of course, you're going to be depressed because these systems are organized by government to keep you away from your true power. I mean, that's what coffee is. It's a poison that they normalize through repetitive content, mind control. Alcohol is the same thing. It's literally juice of dead things. <laughs> that's what alcohol is. You can only make alcohol when something's rotting, has already died. Like, do you really want to be drinking something that's already died? And if you understand the spiritual world, then alcohol is full of dead spirits or dark spirits or rotting spirits and that's why when you drink alcohol yeah you're chuckling for a while but then you become like overly sexual and kind of rude and you, you think short term because there's a, there, there, a different spirit in you i mean the ancients knew this we didn't know that so of course you're going to be depressed and you got to face the hard night of the soul like saying maybe i don't want to be married to this person maybe i gotta stop drinking coffee even though everybody at my office drinks coffee and is going to attack me. That takes growing from a child to an adult's very painful growth stage because becoming an adult is about being different than the tribe and doing what actually benefits you instead of benefiting the group. And no one in our society really wants to take that uh, to take that rite of passage. And in ancient societies, it used to be forced on people. The Spartans used to force the women to undergo their rite of passage from child to adult at 12 years of age and force the men to go through their painful rite of passage from child to adult at the 14 years of age. And no one wants to do that. And this depression thing, and like, of course you're fucking depressed. Like, look at you. You use your mouth as a garbage compactor. You work a job you hate. You sedate. You don't, you're not an adult. You sedate. You distract yourself from the heart night of the soul with the TV screen, the movie screen. 
the coffee and the alcohol. You'd rather sit there and waste your time with your thumb up your ass and your body saying you're on the wrong road. The depression is the signal, the, the you know, the street light that says you got to change. And then here comes the same systems, the government system again. You know, it's the same thing of passing everybody in school, uh, giving everybody a participation medal. Here comes the government again saying, hey, Frank, hey, Judy, you're depressed, right? Don't worry about it. It's not your coffee. It's not the fact that you're 50 pounds overweight. It's not the fact that you don't want to be married and you're married. It has nothing to do with it. All the junk food, use your mouth as a garbage compactor. You, you got a cancer-causing cell phone in your pocket that's ripping out pulses of cancer-causing uh, wireless radiation every single day. You got wireless radiation at the office. And, you, you know, you're living in a soup of radiation and you're dying one cell at a time. You got the fluoride toothpaste makes you depressed. You use Teflon pens because you think it's convenient. You only get two vacations a year. And then if you're a real good slave, you'll get six. And it's only a week. You can never take two weeks off. And of course you're depressed. And then what's your job? Oh, you know, you're, you're working with kids with autism because they're vaccine damaged but you're not allowed to say they're vaccine damaged so you say vaccines don't cause autism your body knows you're full of shit your soul knows you're full of shit your soul knows you're fucking lying to yourself of course you're depressed because that's the wrong road too not only is the physical the wrong road most people uh, uh, you know will attribute what i'm talking to the physical but the spiritual wrong road are you lying to yourself do you work a job where you fucking destroy people like you in the healthcare system where the most depression can be found because you're giving out poison to people. You walk by a chocolate bar machine every day, the chip machine. You're delivering French fries to patients. You think you're not going to be fucking depressed doing that? Your spirit's screaming at you. You're on the wrong road. You're not benefiting the creator. You're benefiting the evil side of life. Of course you're, the, the body's going to be like, eh, eh, eh. It'll be like be do be do be do. Of course, it's going to be like that. The signal is going to be ripping. You're depressed, but here they come. Oh, you're depressed. Here's an antidepressant, which is proven to make you more depressed because it's a toxin. And if you think that's a lie, I'm going to put up about 14 documentaries from one uh, from uh, citizens uh, community. It's cchr.org, and I'll put up that, organized and documented by one of the leading psychiatrists in the entire world, proving that antidepressants increase depression. And of course they do because they're, they're toxic, they're poison. And your body will not increase happiness when it's toxic. You have to get healthier. And if you want to know how to get healthier... Basically, go read Paul Check's book, How to Eat, Move, and Be Healthy. And that'll give you a Bible of how to get, you know, how to get back on the right road, how to get your depression lifted, because your body will always be naturally happy when you're on the right road, when you do something spiritually in line with life. And you eat 
according to the life blueprint. You can't eat dead food and expect to be happy. You can't like get three hours of sleep and expect to be happy. You can't drink alcohol and caffeine poison and expect to be happy. That's not the way your body works. That's not the way your body is designed to work. So the average person is into all this. And that's why they they don't they don't want to take the third shot. But if you don't have any practice facing adversity, you're always going to take the easy road. And most people that took the two shots have always taken the easy road. So this time you have to ask yourself with this third booster, knowing it's never going to end. So what they're doing is making two camps, two camps with the boosters. People who want to face adversity, make a change, make a pivot, and become their best selves outside the system or stay in the system and you will be required. It will be two shots a year, every year starting this year, 2022. So you took the two shots in 2021, 2022 will be two boosters. So that's one every six months. And then it'll be every four months in 2023 so that'll be three shots a year every four months and then in 2024 it'll be every three months four shots a year and eventually your five percent nano razor blades will come up and rip your brain or your heart to shreds and when you die they will just say this is completely natural or they'll blame it on a new variant or covid and this is what's coming for anybody who who doesn't want to face the hard night of the soul you have to pivot sell your house get your kids out of school move out of the country if you have to i'll give you, i'll put in the show notes a mexican relocation expert that you can work with there's n- in mexico there's no distancing no passports you don't have to wear a mask if you don't want to it's actually illegal to make someone wear a mask there's no distancing you go to any restaurant you want you can work They're, they can't close down they can't close down the economy. Why? Because there's no social assistance. They can't, there's no structures to give people payments if they ever shut down the economy. They can't do it. And people, that's why they always wanted the socialist, communist welfare system in Canada that everybody's mind controlled to cheerlead. They needed that in place before they attacked. They need the structure in place. So they can shut down the business, pay you 2000 to stay at home to shut your economy down and ruin your town. That's what, that's what they're doing. So your 5% will come up eventually for you, for your kids. I mean, I just saw a lady on Facebook about six weeks ago in Canada when they approved of course they get the approval no no one disapproves the vaccine up in the uh, upper echelon of the pyramid so this lady in peterborough she vaccinates her five-year-old and she she takes a selfie holding the five-year-old and almost giggling and the kid's losing it he's crying and this lady you know she's basically under mind control She's under mind control. She posts this selfie. Her kid just died, I think, uh, this weekend. So six weeks from the shot, kid passes away. And he got the 5% nanoparticles. Dead. And that's going to come for everybody. So this is what people have to understand is that this is what's coming. 
they fully intend this to be the end result. They're trying to make two camps. People who scramble to keep up with their paperwork, to be people pleasers, to avoid having the hard day, to avoid having the, the hard night of the soul, to keep to be, you know, to keep being reflexively obedient because that's the only skill, that's the only skill they ever developed. I know so many of my friends like this. They're nice people. People like them. But they, they people like them because they're non-conflictual. They've never had an argument with someone. They've never posted anything that was controversial. They've never really stood up for themselves. They never got in a fist fight. They never told someone to fuck off. Uh, they don't know conflict. And this isn't just a little push. This is Mike Tyson coming up. This is the devil coming towards you and saying, are you interested in fucking living or what? Because if you want to live, you can't take this shot. And I'm going to do everything I can to pressure you into taking it. So do you want to live or do you want to die? Because I got 5% of nano uh, razor blades in, in all the batches. So eventually on the 20th shot, you're going to get one. And I don't think they're coming in with 5% this time. I bet it's 10 and I bet they plan to ramp up as they go along. So if you've taken, and what's, so even with my friends who took the second shot, you could see them really, really having a hard time and they were changing. And that's great. Like up until the time where they're, you know, where they were getting pushed, they could feel the pressure and you could see the metamorphosis and my friends, they were changing. They were, you know, they, they really wanted to evolve and progress and they were starting to get into the truth movement and they were watching videos and they were really getting stronger and growing a backbone and talking back to their friends and starting to post some stuff. And then all of a sudden the government said, ah, or the corporation said, oh, you got to take it to keep your job buckled right away, buckled. And when they buckled, there was a big sigh of relief. And then I saw them drinking again, on the coffee again, watching TV, fucking around on their phone again. And I'm like, they're coming again, man. They're fucking coming again. What are you doing? And I would tell them, you only got six months. You only got six months. You got a gap. They're coming again. They're going to come with the boosters. Stop watching the TV. Get off your ass, man. Start your business. Sell your house. Make a move. Go to the Mexican embassy. Apply for Mexican residents. Go Panama residents, Nicaragua residents, Belize, wherever you want to go. Have a plan B. Get your money together. Start selling stuff in your garage. Start selling stuff you don't need. Sell that truck. Go down the one car. You know, do do whatever you got to do, man. They're coming around the corner. But no, oh, they're just, they're fit. They're, they're like, oh, this feels good, right? They're like, oh, this is this is what feels good. I feel like oh, there's no more pressure. And now here's the third shot. And there's going to be a four, six, seven, eight, nine, ten till you're dead. So you you have to understand. You have to eventually. What what are you going to do? Wait till you're dead or crippled to bow out? Because that's what they want. And they're not going to give you, you know, and I even told some people if you took, like they were threatening to steal, uh, you know, you can't get unemployment if you didn't take the shot, if you were fired for not taking the shot. And I said, well, if you're going to take the shot and they're going to come around the, the bend in six months and try and booster you, get inside that window 
try to get your pension paid out, try to get fired, or, or try to make an agreement where you can get your unemployment and, and do something, like use that window <clears throat> to satisfy the system. If you're crazy enough to take the first two shots, you should try to get your pension out when you're, when, when Darth Vader thinks you're on his side. Like say, yeah, I took the two shots. I'm thinking of retiring early. Start the calculations. What are the calculations? Like get the fuck out of there because you know they're going to come around and they're going to booster you till you're dead. And then when you're boosted off the planet, they're going to tell your wife or maybe you're single. I mean, whatever pension you got saved up. I mean, if they're not going to give you the unemployment, if you got fired because you didn't take the shot, you know your pension's on the table even if you did take the shot and you refused the booster. They're only a couple lanes of traffic away from saying no booster, no pension. And that's what they're going to come with next. No booster, no pension because that's what they want. We'll put a video up by Catherine Austin Fitz proving the pensions are gone and they're going to say, oh, it's you. So they're going to have you quit, no pension, or you're dead, no pension. So if you're crazy enough to take the two shots, you should have planned something in this window before the boosters come in to try and get your pension out while you're in their good graces, while they think you're drinking the COVID Kool-Aid. You have to strategize about how to back out of the system as a compliant order follower with the best disguise you got. So that then maybe you get your pension, maybe you get unemployment, maybe you get a head start making a break for it or start your side hustle, man. Start getting some other business going. I know I know people who are so good at side businesses and they're still afraid. They're still afraid to do it full time because they've never faced the dark night of the soul. They got the government tit in their mouth. It feels so good. Feel like mom's tit. You know, the, the breast milk is nice and creamy. It's, you know, I get three squares a day out of the boo. <laughs> and they, they, just, they just don't understand how this game is being played. All these situations, they've been made prisons purposely so you don't have any wiggle room. So make the wiggle room right now because the third shot is coming and they're going to say you're unvaccinated. If you don't take the third shot and then you're unvaccinated, if you don't take the fourth and then, you know, we know the 30 percent of uh, people who are under mass hypnosis who would never listen to this, they're going to be they'll be blasted off first. So you can kind of see it working on them. You can do many different things to generate an income, folks. If you just face the dark night of the soul, if you pivot if you start reprioritizing your life and stop making the North American rituals so important in your life, Christmas, birthday, soccer, hockey, you you gotta reprioritize. This is no way to live. You can't keep doing the regular stuff when your government's out there literally murdering people and then has a bullseye on your back and you're sort of like tiptoeing around trying to do what you can, trying to fit in all the old rituals so you feel comfortable. Feel uncomfortable. Quit something. Like, why would you keep doing the same rituals? The Christmas, the New Year's Eve, people over? Because it feels comfortable. But that's the fucking problem. You felt comfortable so long that you can't even react to someone hunting you in plain sight. So I don't even know if that podcast was any good or if it benefited anybody whatsoever. But never shy away from the hard day. 
That's that's the moral here. The moral of the story, never shy away from the hard day. Never shy away from the work that has to be done. Never sedate because something looks scary. Unsedate and shit your pants. Look it right in the eye and let the free flow. Like you cannot process reality as reality with caffeine in your system, alcohol, THC. That's why it's in the slave camp. Get unsedated. Your nervous system is perfect. Let it run in its perfection. Get the sedating, tranquilizing, and dumbing down chemicals out of your system. Look evil in the eye and make a move, people. Make a move. Don't look evil in the eye. Have a coffee so that the evil looks less frightening. Look it in the eye. Feel it in its full fear. And then use your brain as God designed it. It's highly intelligent. Your brain will figure it out. But get the chemicals. Get these dumbing down tranquilizing chemicals out of your system so you can really make a plan and then face face the pain. Stay up late. Stop doing all the rituals that take your time and your focus. Focus away from what really needs to be done. Do what needs to be done to save yourself and save your family. That's what the moral of this story was or is. Uh, I hope you enjoyed it. This is Jason Kristoff signing off. Thank you for listening. Oh, by the way, if you would uh, like to go to my website, we'll mention it again, jkristoff.com. Just go check it out. There's some articles there. And the podcasts are there as well. So if someone can't really... um, find the show notes they're actually on my website now jchristoff.com we have a podcast link at the top all the show notes are there this is jason christoph signing off thank you for listening